morning, in the presence of the Lord this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. I'm going to make a lapel. Praise the Lord. That's what you call a ghetto lapel. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I just like using my hands, you know. I'm, a, I'm half magician. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bible, turn to Hebrews, excuse me, turn to Proverbs chapter 11. Proverbs chapter 11. Proverbs chapter 11. Oh, that'll be great. I appreciate it. Thank you. That'll give me the ability to use both my hands. I'm going to have to switch the head out. Okay. Go to Proverbs chapter 11 as we get ready. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 1. When you have it, say amen. amen. Chapter 11, verse 1. says these words. It says, Dishonesty scales are an abomination to the Lord. But a just weight is his delight. When pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom the integrity of the upright will guide them but the what but the what of the what unfaithful will destroy them wow look, look at verse 4 riches do not profit in the day of wrath but righteousness delivers from death. Father, we just want to thank you this morning, God, for your presence that's in this house. I want to thank you, God, for all your leaders and all your preachers, God, that are here today, God. Lord, I pray that you would just move and speak to us, oh God, that we will grab a hold of everything you have for us, oh God, as leaders, God, leading this generation into the next generation, into the purpose, into their calling, God, that we would grab a hold of everything you have for us today in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for people that know what they're doing. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. I, I want to talk about today, if I can, or teach today on developing character takes time. Amen. Developing character takes time. One of the main things that's needed as a leader, leader in the church, a leader in the home, a pastor, a director, associate is character. Someone say character. And um, pastor, how much time do I have, pastor? About how much time are we going to be taking? About 45 minutes? Okay, great. See, I tell people, I can, I preach, I'm about, I'm a 35-minute preacher, but teaching, I can go like three hours. I love teaching. I love teaching because it gets me in my mode that I can be able to deal with things, certain stuff. But I want to do that to you, amen, because I got a, a flight to catch in a little bit, Amen. So I don't want to get stuck here. I want to get stuck here because I want to go to the Dodger game. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. I just put it out there. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Proverbs, again, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 1. The Lord, I like what it says in, in a different version. It says this, the Lord hates cheating and delights in honesty. That, that, that's what your version says? What's your version? NIV, what's your version? Living Bible. The Living Bible says the Lord hates cheating. And delights in honesty. Now, someone said this. 
if you create an act, you create a habit. If you create a habit, you create a character. If you create a character, then you create purpose. Character will help you get to your purpose, leaders. Character will help you get to your destiny, to what God has for you. I believe we are leaders with purpose. I'm going to say purpose. We are pastors with purpose. We should be pastors of purpose. We should be leaders of purpose. And that every leader is in control. Listen to what I'm going to tell you. Is in control of his character development. You are in charge. Some say I'm in charge. Of your character development. Mm. You can have, listen to what I'm going to tell you guys, please. You can have the perfect training. You can go to the perfect academy, the perfect school. You can have even the greatest pastor. Or be a great pastor and neglect to deal with character. So you understand what I'm saying? We can teach you on certain things, certain topics. We can teach you certain leadership things. We can give you guys the tools, but it's still up to you. Some say it's up to me. It's up to you if you grab a hold of it. Let me share the Bible really quick, Bishop. You see, here's the Bible. And the Bible's powerful. There's so much information, so much greatness in here. But it's just the Bible if you do nothing with it. It's still up to me. Some say it's up to me. To read it, to open it, to study it, to show myself approved. It's like a prophecy. It's just a prophecy on your life until you do something about it. I've seen, I, I've been prophesied on and, and this pastor prophesied on me, uh, Michael Maiden, uh, he told me these three things that were gonna happen. He knew nothing about me. I've never met him. When I started pastoring, I was pastoring for two years. And in my mind, before I got to that church, before I got to that conference, I said, Lord, in five years, I'll start planting churches. In five years, I'll do this and I'll do that. I got a five-year plan. The only one I talked to was my wife. And I get to there and he prophesied on me. He says, your five-year plan turned to two. What's going on here? He just read my mail, spoke to me, and he told me, bam, bam, bam. And guess what? All of those came to pass. But let me tell you what I did. It, it wasn't just a word. A word was given to me, and I pushed towards that word. And so what I'm giving it to you is, I'm giving it to you, but it's up to you now to do something about it. Everybody with me so far? Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering, amen. amen. So developing character takes time. Every pastor, listen carefully, and leader can get lost in their direction. Get lost in their ministry. Gloss and vision, forget because of character. Some say because of character. But it's still up to you to clean character. We still, some say, I still got to clean it. Mm. Character development, again, I want you to grab, I want to set this in, takes time, church. Everything about life has a time limit of development. Just like pregnancy or getting pregnant. Pregnancy, it's from a nine month to 10th month. I got three kids. 
and um, I got two teenagers and, and a young girl, uh, a young, I got a, uh, two, two girls and one boy. And when I learned a little bit about pregnancy, pregnancy is anywhere from nine months to 10 months, right ladies, something like that. Deliverance sometimes can take days, delivering in hours, but growth of that baby's lifetime. So listen what I'm telling you. Some of you can grab a hold of a character and you can begin to form your character in a couple of weeks, couple of days in the home, in the church with God. But it takes a lifetime to keep it clean, to keep it sharp, to keep it honest. In other words, we are... <laughs> We are consistently learning. We are always learning and being developed into great leaders. I tell people, when do you know a person becomes, I can say, because everybody's your leader, right? If you ain't a leader, I'm sorry if you I'm about to say next. I'm just kidding. But I tell people, I'm going to make you laugh before I make you cry. The worst thing that can happen in leadership is you can stop learning. Stop being learning. Stop, stop being teachable. That's the, the worst thing you can do. Is stop being teachable. When you think you arrived and you ain't got nothing to show for it. It's funny that a lot of people who think they can't be taught nothing have nothing to show for themselves. That's funny. Really funny. That was for free. Here we go. My question today is. Are you developing your character right? Pastors, leaders, directors, listen to what I'm saying. Disciples, leaders, you reflect your pastor. Or you should reflect your pastor. Okay? You should reflect. They should see, Paul says, imitate me. as like, what? Imitate Christ. He didn't say imitate Christ. He said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. I'm giving you a character to look at. I'm giving you an example right now because I know you can't see Jesus, but you can see me. And so I'm living right. I'm living holy. I got a clean character. I'm giving you some guidelines, what to be in leadership, what to be as a pastor, what to be as a director, what to be as a leader of our ministry. And so... I want to teach this, it's very important because I, I have one, something else I wanted to teach today, but I, I really, the Lord kept on tugging at me since a week ago about this one. I wanted to talk about, am I leading the right way? And uh, I deal with three different types of men. I deal with Judas, I deal with uh, David, and I deal with Joshua. But I, I just felt, I, I was trying to do it, but the Lord said, no, no. I said, all right, Lord, okay, I'll give in. Because how many you know sometimes you, you, get, you, you, you think and you feel what is right, but God says, no, that's not right. So I, I really struggled with this. And so I got, now, now that, now that I, I surrendered, you know, I was like, ah, oh, it feels good. So I really want to share this with you from my heart. Because I believe that I've seen a lot of men, a lot of pastors, I've, I've been around for, for a minute, and, and I've, seen, I've seen a lot of twisted characters. And I want you to see really quick, what is character? If I can really quick, what is character? Character is the inner life of a man. Character is the combination of qualities that distinguishes a person. Character is displayed 
in the actions of an individual when he's under pressure. In other words, character is a real you. Some say they're real me. Personality is who you present to be. We can all, we all, we all need to know how to pretend. Personalities, hey, God bless you, hey, how you doing? Praise God, God is doing great things. Now that ain't your character, that's your personality. Come here, Bishop, really quick. This, 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 this is personality. Hey, hey, God bless you, brother, how you doing? Good, good. I don't know what's wrong with this guy. That's character. The real you steps up. Real you steps up. Thank you, brother. It's sometimes that real us. Somebody say the real me. The real me. The real me. Maybe the real you is their personality. Great. But you won't know until pressure comes. Everybody okay so far? In the Greek, it's another word for image. It was a stamp of the coin. If you ever see those movies, Roman movies, the Greek movies, they have the ring, and the ring has a significant on it. And, it has, and what they would do, it, they would get in, they would stamp it. That was, that, was, that was the mark. That's who the king was or who that general was or who that top person in leadership was. It was an image. This is what I'm telling you real quick. That was who he was. It was a seal. Now, now, you and I need to understand that Jesus has sealed us and he's put a mark on me and he's marked us. He's saying, you live up to my character. You've seen Paul through, through him, you've seen me. And I like what Jesus says, when you see me, you see what? My father. And so when you see the father, you should see the son. And when you see the son, you should see what? The father. So in other words, in, as being a leader in the house of God, you should reflect your spiritual father. Amen. Character comes out through pressure. Pressure. I know some of you pay, go, oh, this thing is so, look, I went to the, went to uh, Bass Pro Shop. I love fishing. And all these lakes around here have been like, oh, I'm like a, like a crack baby at a crack house. The <laughs> pastor didn't believe me last night. I said, let's go fishing after service. He didn't believe me, but I wanted to go fishing after service. No love. I'll talk to you later. I called my wife and I told my wife, we need, you need to come over here because we go to, always go to Dallas. I said, you need to come. This is the God's promised land. I, I recorded the fields and I recorded everything. Says, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to send it back to her because she loves, loves the mountains. I said, man, we need to get over here for a week, get away, and just come over here and just saturate in the glory. That was a Christian commercial. Here we go. <laughs> I was in the, I was busy, thank you, I was in, in, the, in, the, in, in the Bass Pro Shop. And they gave me a pole. They said, this pole is an unbreakable pole. And you know, me, I want to try out. Yeah, exactly. He goes, he, said, he says, he said, look it, it don't break. And he's going like this. And, oh, no. and I grabbed it and I went, boop, and he just snapped. He's off. His face was just, he goes, it never happened. I said, well, my pastor told me that I can break anything. So I think he's probably right. <laughs> but I tested it. And so what I'm telling you, you and I sometimes get tested in our character. And it's through pressure. 
through pressure of ministry, through pressure of, of the kids we can't handle in Sunday school, and pressure with the parents we can't handle, and, and the pressure and, and just certain things and certain stuff, and it's just like, <gasps> and then sometimes, like everything else, we get stretched to a limit that we just pop. And it's good because that's the real you. Now I can work with you. Now that, thank you for showing me your colors because now I know what color you are. You think it's a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Just once it's good enough, just don't keep on doing it. <laughs> Listen to me really quick. We need, to ri- we need to raise a generation of pastors and leaders with clean character. It's going to take time to take out all the junk that's in us. Amen. But it shouldn't take forever. Some say forever. I tell people, come as you are, but don't, don't stay like that. You, you know that, right? You just, you come as you are. Come, come all jacked up, messed up, because I did, but I didn't stay like that. I believe it takes time to make a man of God, but it shouldn't take forever. And some people are stuck on forever. Your pastor, the St. Gabriel leaders, is working with you to install great things in you. So let the process of discipleship and character development take place. Amen? Amen. That thing takes place. See, I wanna, I wanna just for a second, I wanna look at something really quick. Make sure it's not in here in this one. So I wanna get ahead of myself, okay. Okay, I, I want you to see really quick. Listen to what I said right here. It's going to take time to take all the junk that's in us. Someone say it's going to take time. You know that a miner, he goes in the mind to go look for what? Gold. But you know what he finds? Tons and tons and tons of junk. But you know what he does find all of a sudden? He finds a little nugget, man. And that little nugget, wow, it gets excited. I told you this was a gold mine. I told you it was a gold mine. After all the junk and junk and junk and junk, the one little ounce of gold was like, I knew there was gold. Just like us. We get saved. We get in leadership. We, we get in discipleship. We start getting trained. And, and all of a sudden, we get into leadership. Now, certain things are happening. And God's taking all the junk out of us. All that junk, all that childhood stuff, all that neglect, all that trying to find a father figure, trying to find a mother figure, all that trying, all this weirdness, all this failure, and just taking all that junk out of us. And it coming out through pressure, it's coming out through training, it's coming out through all the different things of sacrifice and, and, and through hurt and pain, and it's coming out of you, and you're like, ah! But you're still standing, and you're still serving. And you're still loving God. God said, that's my gold. I knew it was there. Someone said, there's gold in me. Someone said, there's gold in me. That's why God has put up with you. That's why your pastor has put up with you. I thank God my pastor is putting up with me. I wouldn't be here today if he didn't put up with me. I had a lot of issues. I had a lot of issues. Not like some of you guys. 
Dealing with leaders is a risky business. It's, it takes a risk to work with people because you never really don't know what you're going to get. But you better thank God for your pastors working with you. Come on, give your pastors a great clap offering, amen. I want to take a, a look at a few scriptures in Proverbs 11 that will help us understand that the need for clean character. Somebody say clean character. In Proverbs 11, 1, Proverbs 11, 1 says, the Lord hates cheating and delights in honesty. That's, that's a heavy, heavy proverb right there. Someone say, God hates a dirty character. Again, what does it say? The Lord hates what? Cheating. Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to say straight out. Man, that's straight out. Proverbs is the book of wisdom. So if you ain't got a brain, read the book of Proverbs. I'll read it every day. My kids read a proverb every day. They read a proverb every day, and they get one scripture that spoke to them. I got my 10-year-old, I got my 4-year-old, and I got my 7-year-old reading it. As every day, they do it every day to read it. And then my, my son is the older one. He's the, he's the, like the Bible study right there, and, and he reads it to them, and he explains to them. And they all write down, they have their journals. I'm feeding them to learn the promise, to get some wisdom. And then some now they're too smart for me sometimes, man. Lord have mercy. The Lord straight out says, I hate cheating. Look at cheating means this, guys. Fraud. Unfaithful. Trickery. The act of hiding. And dishonest. Wow. That sounds like half of us, if not all of us, at one time. Hmm. This is the dirty character that God hates, guys. You guys with me so far, leaders? When we begin to be dishonest with our pastor, when we begin to hide behind all these different things, like excuses, we begin to dirty our character. We can... Start building our character. We can start God taking all the junk out of us. And God is getting us back on our feet. And we're getting good. And now we're getting sharp. And, and uh, we're involved in ministry. We're leading. We're, we're, we're leading a, a group. Or we're doing some type of ministry in our leadership position. But then all of a sudden, we start, we start creating a dirty character. Amen? We start saying things like this. Uh, well, I didn't know. I know I wasn't supposed to do that. Well, he said it was okay. Well, I thought because, no, 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 no. Don't think because. Some say stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. Your character is getting dirty. People, I, you know, another one that gets me when, when you're in leadership, people say, well, well, I try to get close to that pastor. You know, no, I don't know. Because I push past my pride. I push past my arrogance, my stubbornness. And I say, I'm a, I love my pastor. God, you put me here, God, then I need to become everything that I'm called to be in this house. I need to become everything to enhance the ministry. 
enhance the vision, to enhance the purpose, to enhance what God's doing in the house. You as leaders should begin to enhance it, not disvalue it. You with me? Dirty character can't see his pastor's vision. Because you're trying to, listen carefully to this, please. Because we're trying to always clean our mess that we can't see what the pastor wants. In other words, you're more interested about yourself and what you're doing that you're missing the purpose as a disciple and a son as a leader. In other words, because of a dirty character, we're always trying to cover up things that, that we're, trying to, we're missing how we should be and what type of leader we should be. I, I, I've dealt with a lot of different type of leaders and a lot of different people from pastors um, to, to, to leaders of the church, home directors, all these different things. And, and I'm doing a lot of different classes of seminars. Um, a question comes up, it says uh, things like, one of the one I, I want to just share really quick is, is um, well, how do you know you don't know what you're, how do you know if you know you're not doing what's right? I says, you know. You can fool yourself. You can play the part, but you know it's wrong. If you, you, if you can do it when, if you, this is, I know people tell me all the time, you know you know it's wrong? If you can't do it in front of your pastor, you know it's wrong. Or if you got to do it in the dark, something's wrong. <laughs> Church, don't misinterpret your faithfulness as a clean character. I've seen a lot of faithful men with dirty characters. Faithfulness is an outward action or expression. We're going to touch on that right now. I just want to just read a few thoughts right here. We can be faithful people, but characterly twisted. Because character will always come out under pressure and correction. I'm going to talk about that right now, but I want to, I want to, go, I want to go back up here real quick. Faithfulness is an outward act. See, there's a difference between faithfulness and loyalty and character. Okay, faithfulness is an outward act. In other words, brother, go do that. Okay, I'll go do it. Man, I don't know why he always tells me to do it, man. I don't know why he's always saying this. I'm going to do it. But you do it. You do it. But you're grumbling and you're complaining. You're a leader. Loyalty is an inward act. It's a choice you make to be loyal. It's a willingness. You're willing to do it. Hey, brother, can you do that? Oh, yes, Pastor, no problem. Praise God. Thank God he used me because last time he was using him. I want that kind of... There's a difference in character. Listen, I'm going to tell you. There's a real you. It's what's inside you is going to come out. So that means that if I got my character in order, I can be faithfully honest. And not be all twisted. I can be functioning in loyalty and still be faithful and everything working. Guess what I'm saying? Character will always cause you to still 
not to be weird faithfully or loyally. You with me so far? But just being faithful, sometimes it's not enough no more. Because we're, we're in a generation that knows how to get things done. We're a generation that, that knows how to do certain things. We, we know how to do church. So I'll go to church and, you know, I'm not going to that church, but now I'm going to this church and I can get it done. I was doing stuff over there in that church and I was doing this and I was doing that. So you know how to be faithful. But you don't got a good character. And loyalty's out the door. This is, I'm talking about real stuff now, guys, in leadership. I'm not, I'm not trying to give you guys any points, or I'm not trying to give you guys any, I'm not trying to equip you. I just want to deal with the inner you, the real you. Because if you can fix this, all the rest you'll learn. You can learn all the rest on your own. You can read about it. You can, you can study about it. You can, you can Google it. My, my homeboy Google, you can do it all you want. I got that from my, my brother over there. Pastor, uh, Pastor, come down, Pastor, again. Yeah, man, that was funny, man. He's uh, my homeboy Google. I started laughing, man. Mr. Google it. Listen to this, please. Character will always come out under pressure and correction. This is the one I want to just touch on for a second. This, is really, this one's going to hit home. When you are corrected as a leader, that feeling inside is either going to get you to your purpose or take you from it. Now, what am I talking about? Let's talk about that for a second. How many know when your body get corrected, you get that, that feeling that's like, ooh, ooh. and that feeling in you is either going to cause you to run and hide from your purpose. He don't love me. He don't like me no more. The pastor's wife is mad at me. She told me to go brush my teeth. <laughs> or just put a bin in it. Praise the Lord. Do something. feeling inside you does anybody know that feeling I'm talking about that'll either make you run or just get closer to the things of God that'll take you closer to your purpose closer to doing more effective ministry more effective leadership see because dirty character will destroy you Proverbs 11.3 says like this. The evil man is destroyed by his dishonesty. Wow. If you don't change your character, it will destroy you. If you don't clean your character, it will destroy us. It will rob you from your ministry and your purpose. I've seen guys in leadership, man, that were great men in skilled, great men in doing their job, but characterly shot. And something would happen and they get corrected in the church and all of a sudden, boom, they're like a light bulb that burns out, boom. It's there, but they're gone. The light's out, no one's home. It will rob you from your ministry and your purpose. It will destroy you 
from inside out. The best thing to do is to identify and admit to God and repent. I, as a son, my pastor, he'll tell you, my pastor has preached it, he's said it, he'll tell you all the time. I, 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 something, something, he would tell me to correct me and something would happen inside of me and I didn't want that inside me to kill me. So I'll tell my pastor, hey, pastor, forgive me, pastor. And he'd be like, he's a, you know, he looked at me like, huh? He was like, Lord, I just forgive you, man. And I'll tell him, man, pastor, because why? Because something inside me battling that junk in me. All of us all have a measure of pride, stubbornness, and cockiness. All of us. I don't care who you are. Oh, not me. That's it. That's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> it might be small, might be a dot, but it got something in you. <laughs> and if you don't deal with it and put it to the side, then it will destroy you and eat you inside out. And so listen to what I'm saying, please, if you can, is this, is if you don't slow down, you're going to die. Listen, the best thing again to do is to identify it. Some say identify it. Identify. And admit it. See, the thing I love about everybody downs double A or triple A or AA, whatever you call it. But the thing I love about AA, first of all, my name is Edgy. I'm alcoholic. Right away, they admit it. And I think one of those steps is, is identifying where it happened at. I ain't never been there, but I've heard about it. But you and I, Christians, we like to admit nothing. How are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. Praise God. God is good. Yeah, okay, one hand, yeah, you're blessed. But on the other hand, you're going through hell. Can I get a witness? And so us Christians with the biggest liars. Well, death is the power of the tongue. Yes, I don't understand. I'm not telling you to confess a feeling. All I'm just saying, you know what, Pastor, pray for me. Someone say, identify, identify. Admit, admit, repent. repent. That's, that's your remedy to, to get clean. So don't say I never tell you how to get clean. <laughs> that's a remedy right there, guys. Identify it. Admit, repent. Now listen, if, if, like I said, if, if not, you will slowly die. It'll eat you up on the inside like, 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 like decay. Eat you up on the inside, like like cancer, just crazy. My, my mom, my mom, my mom got cancer. You know, she, it slowly began to eat her off on the inside, and all of a sudden, from a tall, strong woman, from a almost six foot woman, to down to like a five four woman, she I, I could pick almost pick her up. That's all she was. She decayed. But we will pray against it, and we rebuked it, and all of a sudden, she got her strength back and grew, and she beat cancer. Come on, somebody, she beat cancer twice. Now she's now she's with the Lord, but it wasn't because of cancer; it was something else. But she beat it, and I seen the way it withered and eats people. I tell people all the time, cancer sucks. Everybody with me so far? If you don't identify, admit, and repent, it will it will slowly hide and nest itself like eggs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch on that really quick. 
There's, the Bible talks about snake eggs. I have a whole sermon on snake eggs. How serpents will get inside you and put eggs in you. Serpent thoughts of leadership will get inside you. You might not entertain it, but because it got in you already, it already planted eggs in you. And they haven't hatched yet. But they're incubating in you. I mean, because they're incubating in you, that when it hatches, it's not going to be a pretty sight. And all those vipers are going to come out of you. Wow, 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 wow. Through your mouth, through your actions, and through your attitude. So if you don't clean your character, there's a lot of damage you can do in your leadership, in the ministry, and in your family. Number one, number one, more, one more to identify, admit, and repent. If you don't do this, you will slowly blame everybody else. It'll go from, you know what, Pastor, you know I'm wrong. I am wrong, Pastor, I am wrong, yeah, I'm wrong. Then it'll go to, you know what, uh, well, I think it was so-and-so's, you know, maybe, 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 oh, excuse me. No, Pastor, yeah, you're, I am wrong, I am wrong, I am wrong too. Maybe, 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 then to, no, it's you. It's him, it's her, it's them. See how that slowly transitions. I've never done that. I know I, I, I'm the first one to admit I've done that where, yeah, I'm wrong. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm out, maybe. And all of a sudden, it's everybody else but me. And this is, this is, this, this is, this is slowly. Someone say slowly. slowly. I don't know if that's a word, but slowly. I, I, it, guys, I always make up my own words, so don't just cope with me. So people always make up words, you know, but I love it. I said, it's not good, it's gooder. <laughs> but for real, the reality is, it's slowly we start blaming others. If we don't, if we don't identify, admit, and what? Repent. So don't lie to yourself. Deal with your character, guys. If you want to be a healthy leader, an effective leader, a world-changing leader, clean character is the way. Someone tell me, tell you, it takes time, but it shouldn't take forever. Amen? Clean character, guys, takes time. Go, go to Proverbs chapter 12. Proverbs chapter 12. Verse 1. Read verse 1 for me, Bishop. Read it loud like a man. Loud if you can. The word of God reads like this. Amen. It says, to learn, you must want to be taught. Who will refuse reproof is stupid. Wow. Read, read that first part, that first part. It says, to learn, you must want to be taught. I, mm, my God. That's Proverbs for you. That's wisdom right there, guys. I'm telling you. To learn, you must want. There's your key right there, want. That's the key. To be taught. You can't get taught nothing if you don't what? Want it. You can't learn nothing if you don't want it. You, you just can't, church. You can't. But the kicker to this is to refuse correction is what? Stupid. My God. That's the only time you get to say it, hallelujah, in the Bible right there. <laughs> but that's the reality. 
Clean character takes time. So listen carefully. We know how to be dirty, guys. I mean, you know that, right? We all know how to be dirty. We all know how to get down and dirty. We all know how. But, we've, we, but we need to learn how to get clean. It's funny how when you're kids, your kids don't even know how to talk yet. They don't even know how to lie. Did you, did, did, do you got that ball? The ball behind their back. My daughter, she was eating Oreo cookies when she was a baby. Hey, Oreo, Oreo cookies, did you eat that cookie? You were the lying, man. You can't even talk yet, but you're really lying. Ain't nobody taught her how to lie. Ain't nobody taught her how to, you know, fake the funk. Nobody taught her that. Man, that sin of Adam at the pesado. Listen, please, to this. This is the word clean means this. The word clean means this free from pollution, free from wrong desires or desires, just desires, free from impurities. To undergo the process of cleaning. Now, now, let me give you an example. See, you can get a watch clean. In my, in my, I got a Rolex. Where's my Rolex right here, right? It's not a Florex, a Rolex. To take this to go get cleaned, they wanted to charge me $1,500 just to clean it. I get it clean like once a year, get it clean, clean, take it carefully. I went to this place to go get it, go find out how much they wanted to get it clean. So I went in and they told me, well, I can do it for 50 bucks. I said, 50, 50 bucks sounded good, better than $1,500. Because I wanted to go check another spot out. And then he goes, yeah, we'll take care of it. I go, what do you, we clean it up? I said, okay. Then I went back and I told the guy, well, with the $15, what, what do you guys do? He says, well, we get it. And we take it all apart. Every spring, every coil, every little, every little, 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 little screw, every little, every little chain apart, every clean, every, everything, because we want to get inside. Every little crevice that you think well, there's no dirt at, there's dirt. And my mind just went boom. He says, because you can think you're clean, but not really. And it's going to take me one to two months for the process to clean your watch. We could get back to that in three, six months, three to four months. But do you see the intensity? Do you see the process? Do you see they're going to get in places? So my question to you, you must want to be clean. You must want to be taught. Someone say, I must want. If you don't want it, the intensity of getting clean, you're going to despise it. And you're going to blame, Pastor, you just don't love me. You just don't care. You hate me. You're always rebuking me. You're always telling me why. Listen carefully. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a really healthy congregation. I got a strong, I got a big, pretty big congregation. When it's conference time for my pastor, I close my service down. On Thursday, I close it down. Boom. People tell me, well, where's the 500 people? Where are they going to go? They're going to go to conference. I'm almost done. I'm not done with that. It's in my notes. It's just, so I'm hoping I'm not hurting nobody's feelings. I'm just, it's in my notes. So 
I closed my service. I put on, the, I, I, I warned them, we're going to conference. We got to go. Leaders, you know, mandatory. You want to lead, then you lead by example. You want to be an authority, then you got to learn to submit to authority. And I put signs up there. If you still want to go to church and you missed a month of service, I put on there. You might not have been there when I was doing it. Go to church, to the conference. All over the whole building, 37,000 square feet, it's a lot of buildings. So it's all, we got them all over the place. Because why? Because I want them to know I believe in the vision. I believe in the purpose. I believe in what my pastor's doing. And how do I do that? How do I do it? I make sure that I want that conference. I want to be taught. I want to be ministered to. I'm open to no matter how successful I am, no matter how great I'm doing, it doesn't matter. I still want. Some say I still want. See, when you don't want it no more, it's because you start thinking you know it all. We need to surrender again our stubbornness and stop lying to ourselves. Amen? You know what's funny? How if you're involved in, in sports or stuff like that, and they tell you, if you don't show up, your son's out the game, you will show up. We're going to cut your son. Oh, no, no, he'll be there. He'll be there. Pastor, we can't go to church because I got Sunday. I got to go take my son to wrestling, football. You, you know, now it's for free. Okay, I'll, I'll move. Okay, I'll, I'll move out. It's only, it's only happens in California. Okay, here we go. It's going to, someone say, take time. It's going to take time, guys. So stay under the process of discipleship. As a disciple, as a pastor, as a leader. Pastors, God is not done with us. Stay in tune with purpose. Someone say purpose. purpose. Stay in tune. Again, the second part of that thing says is, is to refuse correction is, is dumb and stupid. I hate that word stupid. I just hate it. I hate it because I don't say it in my house. I just hated that word, but, but dumb. Listen carefully. But King James says it, so it's cool. Here goes verse. <laughs> to refuse correction. See, correction is what helps us to get clean, guys. Correction straightens us out. Correction is healthy. Some say healthy. Like I said, I, I talked about, uh, um, the other day I talked about in uh, here about about that pole, you know the pole that holds the trees? They call that a correcting rod. They call it a correcting rod. What that does, that rod, if it's there, the tree grows correct. But we know when the winds come, the wind comes in, and it's the, you notice that the, that the stick will be straight, but the tree will be all bent and falling to the side. And because it's not tied down to the correcting rod. That's what you need to understand, that correction Helps us get clean, helps us stay straight, and helps us stay healthy. My pastor, man, he's corrected the lights off me. I'm telling you, he's, he's knocked the brown off me, man. I'm telling you, man. Boy, I forgot what I was. I didn't know what to talk, English, Spanish, or Chinese. I don't know what was going on. Now, listen to him. I'm going to tell you, don't misunderstand or feel you're being mistreated when you get corrected. Oh, they're mistreating me. They don't love me. 
your character is just being dealt with. Hmm. Remember, character is the inner man. The qualities that distinguishes a man. All that's going on is that you're being discipled, trained to be great. And your character is going, listen, your character is going to distinguish the qualities of a clean character or a dirty one. When this stuff is taking place, when you're being corrected, sometimes we feel that we're being mistreated. So pastors, listen carefully. Don't allow yourself to get caught up with sons and daughters' emotions. Because sons and daughters, sometimes we, like I got kids and my daughter does that face. Dad, and I, and she just, when I talk to her, she knows I'm going to get frustrated. So I'm telling her, correcting her. And she already started crying. And she's like, my, my, my daughter, my wife, my wife goes, oh, oh, how can you, how can, I'm like, how can I, I don't know, but I have to fix it. Because if I don't correct it, I'm going to create a monster. If I don't correct it, my daughter is going to end up beating me up. How about that? Meet you outside. So my dad was that crazy girl. <laughs> Meet me outside. How about that? That crazy old girl. <laughs> I remember my pastor. I was over here in Texas doing a, um, some conferences out here in Texas doing a, a, a crusades. I, remember, I don't know if you remember Anthony out here a long time ago where I was with the guy from, the, from Thailand. And we'll come in and do, we're all praying for people, people getting healed, all these deals are happy, I'll do about two weeks with them. And God was just moving the gifts and moving the healing, all, the, all this craziness. And, and I get back, I fly back in, and my pastor tells me, so he didn't tell me hi, he didn't tell me, God bless you. I said, no, Bishop, he says this to me. Hey, Edgy, if you do that again, you'll never have ministry with me. And walks away. I was like, all right. No, hey, good to see you. How you been? No, no, so like, hey, just bam. And, and I was like, okay, what did I do? And I started questioning, what did I do? What what, what, what did I do? What did I do? You know, like, I didn't know what I did wrong. But then I went to go pray. And God says, so just don't do it no more. And I was like, okay, I don't know. I don't know what it meant. I just won't do it no more. I don't know what it meant. Even to this day, I still don't know. But I just, whatever, I just didn't do it no more. <laughs> I guess I didn't because I'm here right now. <laughs> but I could have got hurt. I could have been like, oh, well, didn't you know you sent me that God was doing all this? I could have got all stuck in my gifts and all stuck in what I, I function in the, in the healing. I function in prophecy. I do all that. But I'm not, I'm right now, I'm, my gifts is teaching right now, so I'm working in the gifts of teaching right now. People, some people don't know how to control it. Some people get so spiritually, oh, I've been around too long to be a freak. Come on, here we go. <laughs> if you don't do what the Bible says, the Bible calls us stupid. That is crazy, man. So it's your choice. Clean your character or stay stuck on stupid. Amen. I didn't say it. Proverbs said it. 
Uh, um, I'm going gonna, gonna to wrap it up. I, I think it's been good right here. Don't be overwhelmed, guys. Please don't. Developing a clean character takes time. Okay? But a dirty, a dirty character doesn't undergo or allow development. So getting clean takes time. But when you get dirty, you will undergo no process. You don't want to hear nothing about correction. You, want, you, you don't want to fix yourself. You don't want to be taught. You just shut down. But then you're in leadership and you're shut down. That's dangerous. Because hurt people hurt people. Heal people, heal people. Remember, you can have either, you can remember, you can have great training, tremendous pastors, but still up to you to say, I need help. It's up to you to admit, right? What, what, what were the three things? Admit, identify, what? Repent. It's still up to you. Nobody else can do it out. Nobody else can do it. Your pastor can correct you, point it out to you, but it's still up to you still to admit it. Amen? My character needs to change. You have to say that. You got to be wanting to be saying, my character needs to change. My character needs to change. My security. That could only come from you. It can only come from you. Discipleship is just an avenue to help you to get to your destiny, to your purpose, and to the altar. Listen to what I'm saying to you guys. Listen carefully. Discipleship Leadership classes, training is just an avenue to help you, to help us to get to our destiny, to our purpose, and to the altar. The altar, stand with me really quick. We're closing with this. The altar, put some, put, put some worship on for me, put some worship light worship on me. The altar is the place to leave your dirty character at. Don't worry about the worship team. Don't worry about it. We all need to repent. All of us are going to repent. Amen. Starting with the worship team. <laughs> worship team, all of us are going to repent. All of us. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody getting away. If you're a leader here and you think that this did not touch you, something wrong with you already. Because I'm going to repent myself. I can pray for nobody. I don't pray for myself. Listen to what I'm going to tell you. It's up to you. To clean yourself. If your pastor's not around, if nobody's around, and one day God just puts you on the spot and says, You need to get your act together. What are you going to do? I'm going to wait for my pastor because you want to pray for me. No, it's going to be up to you to get down on your face and say, Man, I need to get my act together. I need to clean up. I need to surrender. I need to do the three things. Number one, what? Identify. Number two, Number three, and I'm going to do that right now. I want us all to come to the altar right now and leave everything at the altar.
Do not be afraid to leave your junk at the altar.